Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. We are recording now, and I'd like to introduce myself. I'm Prophetess Burgess Gordon. For Moment with Christ Ministries, we're located in Lilburn, Georgia, right outside of Atlanta, Georgia, about 45 minutes. And we'll be doing a more than a conquer 12 stretch Christian meeting tonight. And I have some guests on the line. I have a pastor, Desiree McDonald, and her husband from Kingdom Life Better Way Bible Church. And they will be helping with the meeting tonight to answer questions that might, might need to be answered. Uh, Amen. Hello. Thank you. If could you pray us in? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, Father, we thank you. We thank you for this um, time and getting us through the day today, Lord, and we thank you for bringing us to this place and time, Lord God, that we may uh, come together and agree upon your word uh, in the areas that we fall short in, Lord God, the areas that we know we need a touch from you, your grace, to help us disrobe of these um, afflictions and proclivities that are not pleasing to you, Lord God. We know that apart from you, we can do nothing good, and we need your help, and we thank you for this line, that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus and the word of our testimony. So we thank you for this time. We ask you to be in the midst, and we say amen in Jesus' name. Let's talk a little bit about Moment with uh, More Than Conquerors, uh, 12-step meeting. It is a meeting that, that though for those that want to free themselves from habits or addictions to the life of this world. And when I say habits and addictions, you know, most people will think about drugs and alcohol. But these are the things that we are addicted to. We're addicted to money. We're addicted to shopping. We're addicted to clothes. We're addicted to gossip. We're addicted to sex. We're addicted to pornography. We're addicted even to church. Yes. We have to play ourselves and be able to come back into the presence of the Lord so that he can mold us and shape us into who he created us to be. So that's a part of what this meeting is about. And as a Christian, we're not of this world. We are spirit beings having a human experience, and we have to understand just because we live in the world that we don't have to do what the world does. The world doesn't see what they do as sin. It's only become sin when you allow yourself to give your life to Christ. That's when you know that you're sinning. Otherwise, you're not sinning. So, you, you, you know, so if you're in the world and you, you're a Christian and you try to do the same thing that the world is doing, the world doesn't see it as sin, but you are sinning as a Christian. So we're sinning against God. So we have to really get ourselves in check and understand what is a, an addiction, what is a habitual habit that we might have that we need to clear ourselves and walk straight of straightness in God so that we can be holy and acceptable unto him. You know, and there are things, you know, I, I, I said is that, we see addiction when we say addiction because when I mentioned it in my own church, you know, everybody was like, I don't have no addiction, you know, I don't use drugs, I don't use alcohol. But that was the least of the things that God is talking about. He said that can be clear too, but he wanted people to know that you have other addictions that are separating you from me. Allowing the things to take my place. 
And so you have to understand that there are other things that God is talking about, and we want to be more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I want to open up the meeting with a scripture, and I want to come from Romans 8. Mm-hmm. Seven. Mm-hmm. King James, I'm going to read it in two versions because I like New Living Translation. I use the New Living Translation Bible most of the time when I'm teaching. I like it. It's a little more clearer uh, for understanding. And, uh, but I'm going to read it from the King James first. Because nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Remember, we are conquerors through him who, to him, Jesus Christ. That's who him is, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the him. So we are more than conquerors through him. So, uh, and that he loved us. Mm-hmm. That we will have to deal with. So he said, you're more than a conqueror through me. And then it says in the New Living Translation, it says, no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. So whatever it is that you might be dealing with, that you might not want to talk about, and that you might not think that it is something that you have to get rid of, it is just know that you have a overwhelming victory yeah. in Jesus tonight. So we're going to begin tonight, and I think the first thing that we were talking about, uh, we're going to be talking about, we're going to be using the 12 steps, Christian 12 steps, to uh, mandate us through this, these teachings and these uh, counselings and these discussions we're going to be using the uh, the twelve steps and this Christian twelve steps. It parallels to the the uh, uh, alcoholic Anonymous and the NA meeting, but this one is guiding to us towards because we are Christians, so we're thinking that Christ is the head of our life. So we're all things can be done through Christ Jesus, and that's what we are concerned about tonight is allowing people to know that whatever. You, whatever you have going on with you, it can be healed by Christ Jesus. It can be healed. It can be delivered. It can be. Uh, uh, you can be uh, redeemed, restored, delivered through Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus has made a way for you to have that restoration in your life. So I want to get started and want to talk about a little bit about what it is to conquer something. <laughs> to gain or acquire by force of arms. So we want to gain or acquire by force or arms. We want to gain mastery over and win by overcoming. We want to we want to overcome obstacles. We want to over, overcome opposition. Things that have making our life that's unmanageable. You might not see it as unmanageable yet. But down the road, it will become unmanageable. It will take prevalence in your life over everything. The, uh, the fourth meaning I got for conqueror is said to overcome by mental or moral power. So we, we have to, we're going to have to have the power of God in us to overcome these places. It has to have uh, the power of God to overcome. He is the forcing power that the the moral power that will help us to overcome his spirit that lives in us as Christians. And I believe that, you know, the call, if you're not a Christian, by the time we get through, you might decide to accept yourself to be a Christian. Uh, but we do know that there is a higher, higher power than you that will be able to manage that. So let's get into the first step, and let's see what the first step is. Um Prophet, yes, Prophet Desiree, could you please give us the reading of the twelfth the, of the Christian twelve step step one through twelve? And okay, step one through twelve, you said. Step one. I don't want to go beyond. On, yeah, just to read through. Okay. All right. 
Step one, I am powerless to do this on my own. I admit need for help, and Jesus Christ is the one, the only one, who can fully heal and restore me. Um, and um, that is basically what you just reiterating what you've just shared, Prophetess. And Romans seven fifteen through 19 says this, uh, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate to do, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. I know that nothing good lives in me, that is to say, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For what I do is not the good I want to do. No, the evil I do not want to do. This I keep doing. And that's Romans 7, uh, 15 through 19. Uh, and, and we hear Paul admitting that he has some things in his life. And we know um, those that are saved or in Christendom, um, part of God's kingdom, we know that, that Paul had, was uh, uh, very knowledgeable, well-learned. He wrote a great majority of the New Testament of the Bible, but yet we still hear him here in Romans um, admitting that he has some struggles in his flesh, in his natural man um, that tries to override the spiritual man that that wants to please God. So um, we are not excluded because we don't necessarily relate to to uh, substance or chemical dependency, but it's it's addiction is defined to me as the dependency on anyone or anything above and beyond or outside of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So anything. Uh, you know, in our diet, if we're not eating healthily, healthy, healthy, and treating our bodies as temp as temples, this is something that we need to deal with. And if we haven't done it thus far, it's probably because we haven't surrendered it and really admitted that we are powerless to really control this. I know many of us can relate to have, being on diet and uh, or making New Year's resolutions and doing it for a minute, but then turning back from it. And that's really what we're saying. Yes, drug addiction, but not just that. And um, I'm I'm really praying and prayerful that that everyone that will come on the line will be able to recognize what proclivity um, that they need to deal with and surrender. Yeah, because, uh, you know, what I hear is, you know, what you're saying is so Paul didn't have a drug addiction. No. Paul didn't have an alcohol addiction, but Mm -hmm. he had something that was a thorn in his flesh. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have to understand that we do have some thorns in our flesh. Some Mm -hmm. of them God will allow to stay there to keep us humble. Mm-hmm. That he to make us, you know, less language so that we can move further in him. Paul, because mm-hmm. we're talking about Paul, who was Saul, the mm-hmm. Christian. Mm-hmm. He had to knock him off his heart, mm-hmm. off his high place, and bring him down, blind mm-hmm. to make him see, mm-hmm. to make him understand that, you know, that here we are. You're in a place I got to show you that you are doing something that's not pleasing to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
to show him because Paul never Saul never thought he was doing anything wrong. He thought he was doing what was right. Mm-hmm. And that's what sometimes when we in these addictions, we don't understand just because, you know, we say, oh, I'm not using any drugs, I'm not using any alcohol, so I don't need any help. Well, mm-hmm. let, me, let me just kind of clarify what an addiction is. It says the quality of state of being addicted. Addicted is having a compulsive physiological need for a habit-forming substance. A substance is the ultimate reality that underlies all outward manifesting change. That means that you are changing from to who you are to do something else. And that's when people, that's why I said people don't understand, we can be addicted just to church. Yes. Addicted to church. We could be addicted to the man or woman of God that's in church. We could be addicted to just talking and gossiping. We could be addicted to lying. Mm-hmm. So these are all things that we don't realize that these could be addictions. These are things that could be holding us from from our place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because again, like I said, sin is not in the world. Sin is in the church. Because in the world, they're just doing what they do. When mm-hmm. I was in the world, I didn't see what I was doing as sin. Mm-hmm. I didn't see anything wrong with it until I crossed over into Christ. Mm-hmm. I realized, oh, my God, I was sinning against you, Father. Yes. Against you. And yes. so that's little things people think, you know, he said, uh, you know, when you're lying and gossiping, that's just like murdering somebody's character. Absolutely. You're a murderer. So you here we are. So you have to be careful of that. And people don't think that gossip is addicted. <laughs> it's addictive thing. Drama. So, <laughs> oh God. Oh my goodness. That that's a Holy Ghost laughter, by the way. Um, I just wanted to uh, kind of reiterate the the reading of the first step, and it says that. I admit my need for help. Yes. Okay? It it doesn't have to be anything but that an area where you know you need help. Like, it's not going to get done if God doesn't show up. It says the only one who can fully heal and restore me that he is the only one that can fully heal and restore me. You know, recovery, addiction, and recovery, um, and I I hope I'm not getting ahead of you, Prophetess, um, but I want to also make that parallel that recovery is regaining to recover something that you've lost. Yes, yes. Yes, and I was going to talk about that, but I thank you for bringing that forth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Realize that mm-hmm. you know, as I, as I, uh, me being a, a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. you know, I, my Bible that I use, and I use my recovery Bible. Yes. Bible, and I asked the Lord, why do you want to keep me using this? This is really for. He said, No. He said, You think it's just for drugs and alcohol? This mm-hmm. is not drugs and alcohol. This mm-hmm. is people of God that have to be restored. They have to be recovered mm-hmm. in the way they created them. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of us are not walking in how he created us, even though we are in the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. See that we have these idiosyncrasies or these proclivities, like you said in the beginning, Prophet uh, 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 Desiree, just is the thing that we are, what we want to do on this line is kind of point out some things and, and, and let people know that it's not just drugs and alcohol. Even, even with that, if you were a user, a previous user, sometimes we can carry the behavior still of when we were addicted. Yes. You see, there are so many yes. things that see people that, have, they have uh, a relative that they have been enablers of, and they're carrying the behavior. Mm-hmm. You know what? Mm-hmm. Of the person that was addicted. Mm-hmm. So, so many things that God wants to heal and mm-hmm. bring forth 
in this meeting overnight, and he said to do it this way so that people could be anonymous. They don't have to give their names when they're talking or if they have questions. And he has people on the line that are certified in counseling in addiction, mm-hmm. you know, to help us to understand, you know, these things that are going on in our life. And that step that you said that we are, are I have, we admitted that we are powerless. We yes. have to admit that we're powerless over our dependencies, that our life has become unmanageable. Mm. What is manageable? It means difficult or impossible to control or manage. Mm-hmm. Yes, toil, meaning that we're living, uh, instead of living the abundant life through Christ and his sacrifice, we are toiling, un- living under the curse. We are toiling. You know, there's a secular saying, no rest for the weary. Well, see, that's not kingdom talk. That's not restoration talk. Uh, Christ Jesus came to seek and save that which is lost. His ministry is a recovery ministry. (laughs) Hello? 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 Hi, this is Chaplain Tina from New York. Amen. um, um, I'm sitting here listening, and it prompted me to pull something up. I'm Mm -hmm. in the midst of writing a book, and one of my titles in one of my passages in my book is Admit, Accept, and Surrender to the Process. No matter whether we're addicts, and, and most of us are addicts, Mm-hmm. Whether it's to drinking, mm-hmm. to our behaviors, even if we never use the drugs, we're addicts. Mm-hmm. And the first thing in the program, out the program, or anywhere around is to, is to admit that there is a problem. Yes. You have to admit, because if you can't say to yourself and God, there is something wrong here, nobody can help you. Mm-hmm. Then, and then after we admit it, you have to accept it and surrender to it. Mm-hmm. You can't keep holding on to stuff. And I used to be a person who held on to stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was thought that I was doing my work and my steps and my 12 traditions <laughs> and all this stuff, but I wasn't. I was being abstinent. And there's a difference between abstinence and recovery. Yes. You can, and and. People need to know that. I don't go into the rooms anymore for my particular reasons because mm-hmm. um, I don't like men that want to come up on me and mm-hmm. when they, as a newcomer mm-hmm. or as an old comer coming in, I have a problem with that. Yes. But yet, I still focus on recovery. Yes. I still focus on staying clean and sober because I'm only a day away from picking up that next drink, the next drug, the next attitude. I still drive my car, and when somebody cuts me off, I stick my finger off, or I'm yelling. So that is an addiction also. It's yes. still my behavior. Yes. Yes. To the chaos, no. yeah, the fruit, your your uh, uh, character, your attributes that you display in certain situations under stress. Um, it's it's who the sun sets free is free indeed, and that means free from those proclivities and those, you know, that stuff does no longer has dominion over us. But we still have to be aware and mindful that we have an adversary who's roaming. You know what? A lot of people get so caught up in, I'm saved. I'm saved. And I'm saved. Mm -hmm. I'm being saved each day. It Mm -hmm. is a process. Mm -hmm. I got baptized in 1996. Mm -hmm. It took me from then to now, to finally step into my fullness. Mm-hmm. It is a process. Yes. You know, I got baptized because I didn't want to get high no more. But did mm-hmm. I stop getting high? 
No, <laughs> I did not. But it was a process. Yes. And you need to want the process. And it doesn't happen overnight. You don't go and give your life to the Lord, and then the next day everything just drops off of you. It does not work like that. And people keep, like, pressing stuff like, oh, I'm saved and sister and this. No, let's keep this a real battle. You got to keep this real inside of yourself because I will tell you, as a chaplain, as an ordained minister, I still want to slap the dirt out of people sometimes when they come at me the wrong way. I yes. don't know how to handle that better today. And mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. I had a situation. I had to go to court today. Mm-hmm. All daddy told me to do was sit and be patient. I yes. got there at 915. Um, my ride was picking me up at 1230, and they still, everybody else been seated and said sit there. Mm. But until it was time for a set to ride to pick me up, then I had to get up and say what I needed to say. Mm-hmm. But guess what? As I sat there in that process, he did everything he said he would do. But <laughs> how many of us is going to actually, at a point in time, sit, listen, and be patient because we are willful people. Mm-hmm. I'm very willful. I want to go and make it happen right now. I've been here since 930, and y'all need to get me out of here. Yeah. That was the old me. But to me, <laughs> And I let him do what he wanted to do. Even the court officers, because they know me when I go to court. Miss Pittman. I was like, (laughs) yes. You still here? I said, yes. I said, you see how nice I'm being? They they took the rod and staff for me, and all I had to do was sit there, and it was done. Yes. But what was that? It was part of the process. Yes. Wasn't me before. Um, we have to allow God to do what He does in His time. But people got to realize when we wake up, we're waking up in our flesh. We are walking in our flesh still. We are have, have the Holy Ghost Spirit inside of us, but we wake up as human beings first, and that means we're not perfect. We have flaws. And, you know, anybody who can't accept that I am a chaplain, a minister with flaws, they don't really need to be around me. <laughs> Amen, sis. Miss Tina, let me ask you a question because you, you made a, quite a few statements there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of them that I heard is that you're a human. You are a spirit being living in a human body. You're mm-hmm. having human experience, and mm-hmm. when our spirit is connected to God, we are following with God. And again, like you said, it is a process, and I do believe that, that mm-hmm. we're forever changing. Mm-hmm. We're forever changing. Um, I just want to ask you a question because our, we are on step one tonight, mm-hmm. and we're about admitting that our lives, that we, we admit that we're powerless over our dependencies, whatever that may be, you know, because we there's different proclivities for everyone. Everyone mm-hmm. has something that they can have, they have a struggle with. Mm-hmm. And that has become unmanageable. And what I, I gave a definition of unmanageable, and that just means that you can't manage some things. Things are not in order. They are not the way that they should be. Can I ask you, how did you become to do step one? What was it that gave you the courage to do step one? See, because sometimes people don't see that they have their life is unmanageable. Right. What was you that made you realize that your life was unmanageable? Mm-hmm. Um, I have been attempting recovery for years. I've gotten up to a year clean. I've gotten up to three years clean, almost close to maybe five. But there was always something missing. It was always something that led me back. Mm-hmm. I had to I had to go back inside of myself and I had to address address the pain, the molestation. Mm-hmm. The things that I blocked. I wasn't so much of a drug addict. Mm-hmm. I was a medicator. I mm-hmm. medicator. So when my son died from a heart attack five years ago, 
And and that was my turnaround. Mm-hmm. I mean, I started to turn because I had my first grandchild, but mm-hmm. that wasn't just it enough. Mm-hmm. When my child at 26 years old dropped dead from a heart attack, and this is my second child, if something needed to change. Mm-hmm. Something had to change. I had to go back, sit down, and revise everything in my life. Mm-hmm. Because at a point, I thought I was responsible because I didn't take communion the day before he died, though I know that to be a lie now. Mm-hmm. He died the day after communion, and I didn't take communion because I was getting hot. Mm. And that helped mm. on me. But see, mm-hmm. It came to a point where it just had to cease. It had to stop. Mm. I had to just put everything down and start dealing with me, my issues, and everything around me that made me run. And I'm a runner. I mm-hmm. run. I run. Mm-hmm. So if something happens, I'm going. <laughs> I stop yeah. running. I mm-hmm. stop running. And mm-hmm. now I make them run. Damn. Yes. Therefore. I make them run. Mm-hmm. You can't run away from me. Stay away from me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a whole other person now. Yeah. And when it comes to the dysfunctional relationship I have with my mom, I put her at a, a way far. She lives down the block. If she needs something, fine and well. I call her and I check on her. But mm-hmm. even she gets fed with a long handled spoon. Mm-hmm. There's only one person that gets a carte blanche with me, and he's five years old. Mm-hmm. And sometimes <laughs> I'll put the choke hold on him, too. Mm-hmm. But it was starting to look and deal with myself. Yes. When the world comes crashing around, mm. you're looking how. You don't bury two children and their father. You don't been through this. You don't been through that. And you're like, why me? Why me? Why me? Today I say, why not me? Because what don't break you makes you stronger. And I'm a strong woman in Christ today. My story can go in a book and it'll be a bestseller because nobody would believe all that I've been through. But I know that me and God know. And mm-hmm. I know it's only been God that got me to this point because I was a nasty addict. Mm-hmm. I was a nasty addict. I mean, my habit was nasty. I was mm-hmm. clean and everything. You know, I thought I was all that a bag of chips and then some. Walking mm-hmm. around with loaded stems and a long black mink on. That didn't make <laughs> me any better. Yeah. It made me worse because I was dressing up everything outside of me. Mm-hmm. Hiding that pain. Yeah. Address that pain. You've got to address within in your gut because that little bear, he's always there, mm-hmm. and he's waiting for the perfect opportunity to wake up and put you right back on the crash course that you was on. Right, right. And, and did I answer the question good enough? Yes, ma'am. You did. I, what I heard you say, because this is where, this is something that I always say to people because, you know, a lot of times people can't see themselves like being unmanageable because mm-hmm. they're not hit bottom. Mm-hmm. And everybody's bottom is different. Right. Just, so you have a, you have something with a lid on the bottom and it opens up and you just fall through, you fell through to your bottom. Mm-hmm. But every bottom is different. What will make me, what made you stop won't make someone else stop. What made me stop doing what I do or what I'm, you know, trying to accomplish does not make someone else do that. Mm-hmm. And so I asked that question because, you know, I wanted so the people that are online or if they come in and they listen to the call, that they understand that that's even a process, even getting to admit that your life is unmanageable and that you need a higher power than yourself. And for yes. us, higher power is like yes. Jesus. Mm-hmm. The one, he is anointed. Mm-hmm. His name is anointed one to destroy yokes over our lives. Yes. He destroys yokes, and mm-hmm. we need him and because we cannot do it on our own, but you know, the process is different for everyone. Like you said, it is a process. It's a process that we have to go to 
But we have to understand that somewhere along the line, we have to admit, because he's such a gentleman, we have to ask for help. Yes. Admit, he's not going to take over your life and say, hey, you know, this part of your life is wrong and that part again. Like mm-hmm. I said, living in the world and being in the world, world is not sin. Mm-hmm. Not- mm-hmm. Amen. So, I wasn't doing sin. I was just doing what everybody else did. I was around whoring and doing everything else that everybody else was doing. Yes. This is what everybody was doing. This is the normal routine. But when I gave my life to Christ Jesus, that's when I realized that it was it was sin. Yes. That's when I realized that it was sin. <clears throat> I realized then that it was sin. So, so we to understand that there is a process for us to get to that place. I want to read Romans 8 1 for people that are not there yet so they can understand. So now there is no condemnation mm-hmm. for those who belong to Christ Jesus. For the power of the life given spirit has freed you through Christ Jesus from the power of sin that leads to death. Mm-hmm. Well, need him. He doesn't condemn us because we have certain lifestyles and different ways. He doesn't condemn us. He said, come on, I want to give you life and I want to give you life abundantly more than you could ever ask or think. Mm -hmm. I want to you but I need you to come and tell me that you need it. You see, we have to admit that we need it and sometimes we we can't admit it. We can't admit that we're powerless or something. You know, and sometimes, you know, like when we go shopping and we have a shopping addiction, we don't understand that it's an addiction. We just think, I like to shop. That's mm. it. But when you start using your bill money for shoes and clothes and things, it's, you got a problem. That's a solution to something. Yes, That's yes. A to something. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like drugs and alcohol is not the problem. It's just a solution to the problem. So yes. Get yes. That, understand that this is mm-hmm. a problem that is promoting you to do these things. Right. You know? Amen. And that's that's when you um, begin to go into the process. Now that we realize, um, I like what Chaplin said that she she was wouldn't necessarily refer to herself as a addict, but as a medicator. And I wanted to say a self-medicator, no less. <laughs> and we that's what we do. Um, uh, someone said that uh, our, it's our uh, nature to uh, either avoid pain or seek pleasure, you know. To, to cover or mask ourselves. And we uh, uh, we were saying that, and I'm thinking of that as we are opening up and trying to represent addiction and recovery and, and the appropriateness of even following the 12 steps, you yeah. know, with Christ being um, at the center, of course, because we are um, Christians. But not all of us are, but but we know that uh, those of us that have shared so far, we know that he has been that higher power for us. But let me just say this, that for me, it's right now I'm working on my credit worthiness, money management. Am I talking to somebody? Because this is this is a reflection of me, the, the the Lord in me. You know, this is not pleasing to me because I have surrendered to him. And you know, and and this has been an issue. I now I'm looking to I want to leave something for my children and my grandchildren and I don't want to leave this generational curse of poverty and lack when I'm preaching the gospel and and living a life of faith that says, 
you know, he supplies all my needs. He came to give me life and life more abundantly. Where is that at when, you know, you are paying late fees that wind up being double what you, you know, the price of what you're paying for? You know, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. You have one credit card to pay another one. Uh, You know, just those things. Just quite frankly, um, being uh, having that behavior that will say, okay, I don't feel like cooking today, so I'm going to go eat out. <laughs> I'm going to buy some fast food uh, instead of making it work and putting that priority. That's unmanageable to me yeah. in my life. I'm just going to speak for me. That means that this is an area where I need help. I need focus and intent. I need you to come in, Lord. Give me that gratitude. Give me that wisdom. I need you to send people across my path that have received your promise of abundance and, and, and credit worthiness. And I need to come up with a plan and have an accountability, even, um, you know, with my my spouse, my husband and I both, you know, I have to become accountable to him and him to me. We have to submit to one another in that area. So we're admitting our powerlessness together before God. And this is an area that we're working on, personal, a place of unmanageability in our lives that we're working on. So it doesn't have to be, um, you know, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine, the things that, the very things that you think are not at it, you know. But trace it back to that that core, that root that we are. We want instant gratification. So, exactly. of course, I, 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 use, I buy stuff on credit or I, you know, because I want it now. I done seen it now. I, nobody has time for layaway. <laughs> when I can get it now, I've seen it now. That's an addictive behavior. It, 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 that's, why I said, that's why I threw up shopping as one of the Behaviors that people don't under, un, uh, underestimate themselves. That's why the nation uh, itself is in such a many debts with credit cards. <laughs> people have shopping addiction and self gratification. They want to gratify yes. the problem that's in you, so I go shop because mm-hmm. that's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I find myself sometimes, like you said, I have to stop it. What do yes. you mean? You don't see that. Oh, I like that. So, because I like it, I have to go buy it. Shopping, and I've always had that problem. I'm an only child, mm-hmm. and I like some Louis Vuitton. I got seven mints in my closet. Listen, okay? I got a hundred and something shoes on my wall, and <laughs> two hundred shoes on my wall. And guess what? Last week I went to a retirement party and lost my 14-carat gold watch. But you know mm. what I'm doing tomorrow? I'm buying a 14-carat and diamond watch tomorrow. Because uh, <laughs> I need to have that in my repertoire. And you know what? God didn't tell me to walk around here raggedy. No, mm. I wasn't raggedy when I smoked. You know what? I, what? I wasn't raggedy. But I will tell you that some credit cards. Oh, I got a credit card debt. But they can't get nothing from me right now. What? Because they tried to garnish my wages. Mm. So about that. Okay. But see, I, I got. Um, I'm gonna be really honest. God has blessed my life mm-hmm. where the creditors are not able to touch my money. Mm-hmm. He has a plan for all of that. All that credit. That I messed up is during my addiction, and, mm-hmm. for some reason, mm-hmm. and it's close to a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. For some reason, he's covering me. I know. My paychecks, my paychecks come right in direct deposit, and nothing is touched. 
And I praise God for that. Amen. But it's still something that has to be addressed. You mm-hmm. are definitely correct with that because mm-hmm. I got some stuff coming up that the first thing I'm going to do is mm-hmm. make on those cards. But I want the finances to come in so I don't file bankruptcy. I'm gonna right. call, I'm gonna call everybody up and be like, listen, mm-hmm. this is what it is. What can I settle with? Mm-hmm. If, it, if the bill is thirteen thousand, I'll give you six mm-hmm. because I'm not paying that interest. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. But it is true about the credit cards. Mm-hmm. But I do that with my regular money. I'm bound to spending cash money tomorrow morning. Yeah, I'm get this new watch. But I'm mm-hmm. going to be very more careful to see. I believe in certain pieces of jewelry. I have a daughter. And mm-hmm. if something happens to me, mm-hmm. I want family heirlooms. So that was like one of my heirlooms. I only wear it once in a while, and it just happened to fall off of my wrist. Mm-hmm. But I got on the scene, that thing off my wrist, I was sick to my stomach. I said, mm. okay, now go find me a better one. So this one going to have diamonds in the bag. Mm-hmm. But and shopping, then, you know, like you said, Chaplain, there's nothing wrong with um, uh, adorning yourself with those things. Um, Just don't let it go to your head. To with the foot. right heart, the mind. Stuff. About it. Don't put um, stuff before people. The thing that you just said, don't let it go to your head, but just make sure that you're like you're buying them for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of stuff to try to to make up. We want the stuff to make up. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I don't want to make up. If I want a flat pair of black shoes, I want that flat pair of black shoes to be there. If I want a three inch heel black mm-hmm. shoe. If mm-hmm. I want to one three inch with a sling back that day, according to what I'm wearing, as a child, right. as a minister, as a world, a woman who works in a commissioner's office, I dress for work. Oh sure, you know? and, and, and that's not my, my it's part of my attire. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's part of who I am. I used to be Ma'am. a model. Right, is part of my whole facade. Even mm-hmm. when I was getting hot, I was still fly, as they would say. Now I look at myself and I see some of them pictures, I'll be like, ooh, I was not fly. They lied. <laughs> my clothes was looking all right, but I didn't look good. My right. face was good. You can mm-hmm. see in the face of spirit, dressing up yeah. the outside. Well, I ain't doing that now. I'm just making myself happy. I'm a swing of men. I can't wait for it to get cold. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you know, God just gave me something, and I just need to read this. And mm-hmm. um, He said, "Self perception. Mm. Our addictions may be so ingrained in us mm. that we define our identity by it. Mm. We may even begin to feel that we are predisposed to behave as we do. Condemned <laughs> 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 for behaviors that seem beyond our control." Mm. How we escape our self perceptions that causes us to define ourselves in the terms of things. And the reason why I'm reading this, and I think God gave it to me, because a lot of times mm. I know, uh, like you said, sister, I know there's, you know, a way that you should dress and that you should carry mm. yourself because God wants us to carry ourselves as ladies. But sometimes we begin to find ourselves by what we wear. Mm. And others. It becomes a cover-up. Mm-hmm. It becomes a cover-up. And then it becomes unmanageable to keep the cover-up going because you've got to <laughs> all these different things to cover up. You see what I'm saying? When you like yeah. them as who you are, it doesn't matter. You know, the clothes don't make you. You make the clothes. I know there was a time in my life that just like you, I wanted gold, I wanted this, I wanted that. Do you know I don't even buy gold today? I don't even buy it because I'm like saying, I understand what you're saying. You have your children and you want to leave them heirlooms. My heirloom to my children is going to be my face, right? This is what my heirloom is to my family. My family but everybody underneath of me is never going to be under that curse that I was under. Yes, yes, yes. 
my life. And that's why I said I understand sometimes we don't even realize that mm-hmm. we our perception is so ingrained in who we identify ourselves as we don't see it as that. As we that. Exactly. The proclivity that it is. Yes. That the still the the learned behavior that we have. You know, now it's just disguised as something else. Something that appears you know, the the word of God says that one that uh even our good works, our righteousness, our well meaning intention, uh is 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 as filthy rags before the Lord. And secondly, that uh there's a way that seems right to us but leads to death and destruction. So we really have to shine the light of the Holy Spirit and check our motives on things to help us recognize these places that are really causing our life to be unmanageable. And as you were sharing, um, uh, Chaplain, I, I thought about, you know, uh, I wonder what would happen, like you're going to spend that money tomorrow for uh uh for your watch and yourself and that's fine that's good if if god has led you to do that but if suppose he shows you someone that really has a need their needs always come and first he, the person to you always first that was my statement as mm-hmm. long as material things don't come before people Right. Uh, and that's uh, Monday. Monday. Mm-hmm. I went to buy a blimpy, right? Mm-hmm. Every time I had a blimpy, I really wanted this blimpy, so I ate mm-hmm. half that sandwich, right? And yes. I put the other half in my bag, waiting for Cesarai to pick me up, put the mm-hmm. other half in my bag. Why the man comes straight to my face <laughs> while I'm sitting there, and I wanted the rest of that sandwich, I'm going to tell you. I had lost my job for three mm-hmm. years. 
And for those three years, I was helping people, ministering in my house. Amen. In my house for free. And this is what he did. This is how he brought me out of my addiction. Amen. And this is how he elevated my life. And he kept putting an apostle on me. I used to hit my Bible. You know, I'll pray and say what I need to see. And he would go, apostle. Apostle is a builder of churches. And the building of the church is the building of the body. It is not the physical church. It's right. building the body right. of Christ inside of the person's temple. Your Amen. body is your church, your temple. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. have to minister to the people. You don't have to have a physical church to go to be a minister. Come on. Yes. To raise somebody's life up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of people's lives that I touch. A lot of them, some of them passed away. Some of them are now just getting it, and they're looking at me, and they said, Tina, we wouldn't believe it. I said, but I always told you that the Lord was with me mm-hmm. and that I wouldn't be here long. I'm just here to do a job right now. Mm-hmm. And I recognize that. Take nothing right. for granted. I don't bury two of my kids. I know not to take nothing for granted. Yeah, I don't have, I got five screws in my back and a metal plate in my neck. I mm. know not to take. And I'm still walking around like ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm hurting now. <laughs> but I'm still walking around jumping in my truck every day like ain't nothing wrong with me. Amen. Amen. Yes. This is, this is the blessing of having God in our lives and accepting him as our helper you know, and our refuge and our strength to be able to overcome these things, to even, like you said, Prophetess Gordon, even to have a mind to do so, to surrender, bring us to that bottom, that place where we come to the end of self and we admit that our life is unmanageable, that that. Apart from you, Lord, I can't do nothing, nothing right, nothing good. You know, uh, my my motives are suspect, left to myself, my own devices. But with you, because you are on the inside, uh, because you have come and I have opened myself, yielded myself to you to come in and heal and restore, recover the me that was lost to you, you know, recover me. Uh, that That's what I I pray that uh, this meeting will turn to, um, cause people to say, okay, in Christendom we say, what must I do to be saved? But what must I do to be recovered? You know, how, come and seek me. I'm lost. Seek and save me. I'm lost in this area. I need restoration. I'm broken. I need restoration. I need healing. I need help, Lord, you know, in this area. My heart hurts. I just buried my mother. So, yes, it's a process that continues on different things, not the same. I, I, I pray that God will never need to deliver me from drugs and alcohol again. But now I have a grief process that he's helping me through. And allow yourself to my mom. I allow yourself to grieve. Allow yourself that time. Don't sure. Yes. Don't go shut up in a room. I'm going to tell you about that. That's part of my ministry. Um, bereavement is one of my ministries, of course. My boys are gone. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. I still cry. There are days I still cry. But then there are days when something will happen and I break out in tears. And mm-hmm. they're happy tears, not mm-hmm. sad tears. Because mm-hmm. you know what? Yeah. It's with the Lord. Her spirit is walking with you. And that's mm-hmm. what you got to keep. I got this joke that I tell, right? And they don't like my joke. But I'm going I'm to just tell you, because ministry is real. So if you can't be real, you just can't, you can't hang out with me if you can't be real. Now, their father's dead, and we had two sons. And I used to tell somebody, I said, their father, he got my back because that's where he used to like it from, right? 
My voice is in on side of me, and God's in front of me. That means every angle around me is covered in the spirit. Who can mess with me? You have to just, you have to find a medium, something in your life. You have to find something to make you feel good and smile. When you know that your mother is an angel in heaven looking over you, all you can do is smile, and yes, it hurts. It hurts that you can't pick up the phone and talk to her no more. Of course it does. But always think that you have your own private angel in heaven. That angel and you are connected. Just like she brought you in the world, she loved you. She didn't leave you. She just went to make a better place for you. Just like the Lord says in his book, for there are many rooms in my father's house, and I want to prepare a place for you. Think that she wants to help prepare a place, and she'll be waiting for you at the gate when you get there. Just make sure you keep doing what you need to do here to get there. That's what keeps me going. The mm-hmm. day I can just think about meeting back up with my son. That keeps me going. Mm-hmm. I hate to cut you off because mm-hmm. the 9 o'clock hour, but I want you to understand what you were just giving about the grief process. That mm-hmm. is a that is also something that you have to recognize that you are powerless over. Yes. And so that's... after that, that your life can become unmanageable mm-hmm. if you grieve and allow yourself to grieve mm-hmm. and allow God to heal it. There mm-hmm. is only one. There's only one power, and it's in our successor. We are the only power we can can have and success. Success comes from God. Mm-hmm. So understand that we have to understand that we have to allow God to take control. We yes. have to give him control. That's mm-hmm. what it was about tonight. I want to close with this and it's called the paradox of powerlessness. Mm-hmm. And it's reference to scripture of Second Corinthians four, seven through ten. Mm-hmm. And that we admitted that we step number one, we admitted that we are powerless over our dependencies, that our life had become unmanageable. We may be afraid to admit that we are powerless and that our life is unmanageable. If we admit that we are powerless, won't we be tempted to give up completely in the struggle against our addiction? It doesn't it doesn't seem to make sense that mm-hmm. And that's a problem that we have. We want to still think we have power and still find the power to go on. This paradox will be dealt with as long as we go on to step two and three. Life full of paradox. The Apostle Paul tells us, this is 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 10, this treasure, this light and power that now shines within us is perishable containers that is in our weak body. One can see that our glorious power is from God and is not from our own. Amen. We're pressed on every side by troubles, but mm. we are not crushed and broken. Mm. This picture here contrasts a precious treasure and the simple container in which the treasure is stored. The living power poured into our life from above is the treasure. That is our Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is poured into our life. The human body that we are being housed with, it has flaws, and it has weaknesses. It is perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As we are imperfect, once we recognize the paradox of powerlessness, we can be quite relieved. We don't mm-hmm. have to be strong or pretend to be perfect. We can live a real life with its daily struggles and a human body, but mm-hmm. and still find the power from above to keep us keep us from going without being crushed and broken. So Amen. God power not to be crushed and broken. Yes. So God, we thank you mm-hmm. to understand that we can have a life of powerlessness, but we are powerful and more than a conqueror through you, Lord. Yes. And we victory through you. So we thank mm. you tonight for each and every person that was on the call. I thank mm. you for my coming in and speaking and talking and giving their testimonies and allowing mm. people to know it's okay. It's mm. okay to know
know that you have some things in your life that mm-hmm. make you unmanageable and that you forever have something that you're conquering until yes. back to you, for you. Mm-hmm. You will be changed at a twinkling of an eye. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. The process. Thank mm. you for every process that each and every man and woman is going through, Lord. And yes. Lord, I go home tonight and they listen and speak. Let their hearts understand that it's okay to say, Lord, I need you. Mm-hmm. Yes. My God, yes. It God. I need you to manage my life in some areas. Mm-hmm. It, it may not be alcohol, but whatever it is, God can heal. Yes. Amen. 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 I thank you, my sisters, for coming on tonight. I thank you, uh, Chaplain Tina from New York. I thank you, uh, Prophetess McDonald, for for coming in and giving your your good advice and understanding where people are. And Mm. I love you. And please, 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 please. Come in again on next Thursday. Amen. Amen. A weekend. Have a good weekend. Yes. You all. Night, night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.